0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast, recapping the Denver Broncos' week 10 win over. The Buffalo Bills, a huge, 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 huge dub. Obviously, 24 to 22, the score in Buffalo, New York. Huge win, uh, like I said, for the Denver Broncos. They proved a four and five on the season. Um, definitely, lots to talk about on t- uh, today's show. Kind of try to recap everything that we learned in today's game. I think this is one of the few games where I had multiple takeaways down in my notes. Um, lots to talk about today. Um, I know uh, J uh, J Mac and Jordan went, uh, you know, talk about it a lot as well. Um, before we go into today's episode, how are you guys feeling?
1: I'm doing great, man. Uh, You know, I was looking forward to this game all week. The weekend came. I couldn't wait for it. And, hey, look, my prediction was right. My pickums did really great this week. I picked the Broncos to win. Multiple people called me stupid and outrageous. And I'm doing great, man, because we got the dub. So.
2: I mean, my predictions were, poof spot on. I mean, between the score, the winner, and I'll even say it, the player of the game. I'll just say it.
0: Um, but yeah aside from that uh, let's go ahead and start breaking down the uh, the good I know there's a lot of good to talk about in today's game um obviously like I said a close win um, but it was against the Buffalo Bills team that is obviously was four five and four coming to this one on prime time the last time the Broncos won in a primetime game let alone on you know Monday night football it's been a long time I know last year was not a good sighting. Uh, in that that Chargers game, but the Denver Broncos obviously proved themselves and are back in the playoff picture. It is a beautiful sight to see. I know uh, at the beginning of the season was not a great start to the year. We're talking about rebuilding this team. We're talking about firing Vance Joseph, talking about getting rid of multiple, multiple players. Broncos don't trade away anybody, and Sean Payne just put together an absolute masterclass. He, it's pretty obvious that the team has rallied around him. Um, it, it's pretty beautiful thing to see, and there's a lot of things that we definitely uh, have to eat in this, uh, in, in this episode. But um, starting off with the good, I want to go ahead and uh, start talking about the thing that I think uh, definitely won us today's game. That was uh, the defense. I mean, the defense is, the, in my opinion, the most... Uh, w- The most impressive thing in today's game, I mean, this run defense didn't wasn't the best towards the end of the game because James Cook p- popped off that big carry. But other than that, like the secondary was really good. Um, Stephon Diggs was not a factor at all in this game. I mean, Patrick Sertan really uh, really held his own. I mean, three catches, thirty-four yards, and like all those catches, Ron, um, Fabian, Moreau. I would like to see the uh, ne- next-gen stats on this um, because I guarantee it's probably zero catches for uh, zero yards.
1: You no, know, he, he had one catch for ten yards on Pat.
0: That's it. That's
1: it.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch that one catch. Yeah, Fabian Moreau, I I would like to say he had a hell of a game too as well. I mean, there's multiple guys we can uh, shout out on the offensive uh, side of the ball. I mean, there's Zach Allen who had a great game. Is getting held a lot. They finally started calling some of those penalties that Jordan's been mentioning. Um, Yeah, I know um, Jonathan Cooper had a few pressures as well that I uh, I saw. Justin Simmons uh, continues his interception streak, three on the year. 30, uh, 30 in his career. Um, lots, lots of stuff. And then obviously the first play of the game, talk about setting the tone on Monday night football, Jaquan McMillan, it's absolute dog. I, he's going to be, he's going to be here for uh, years to come. I, I think we can all agree with that at this point And the Broncos have found themselves yet and yet again, another, uh, you know, steal in the undrafted, uh, class. Uh, I know Chris Harris jr. is Smiling, um, very, very, uh, he, he's got a, a wide smile on his face, but, um, who are some of the guys on the defensive side of the ball that you guys, uh, that really stuck out to you guys tonight?
1: Well, the one guy he took out, of my just was gonna be Jaquan McMillan. I mean, talk about. I mean, you took everything I was gonna say, set the tone. I mean, he came out and immediately put a stamp on it. Was like, no, this is what you guys are. You guys are turn, turnover prone. Went straight for the ball, got it. And man, Jaquan McMillan, just. Been, I'm so glad that we made the decision to play him. I mean, he brings a way different tone and way different attitude to the defense that we was missing through the first few weeks of the season. I mean, he just he has dog written all over him. Um, as far as everybody else goes, one person I will say that, that I feel like we did miss at some points throughout the game was PJ Locke. Um, I hope the ankle's doing okay. I mean, you you saw kind of immediately when he went out that they kind of started yeah. targeting his side of the field a lot more um on the defense. I mean, you pretty much mentioned everybody, Fabian Moreau, Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons. I mean, these guys, they're just ridiculous. I mean, the pass rush, they they were they didn't record a sack, but they got on Allen enough. And the defense did what I ex- exactly what I thought they were going to do, get turnovers, get takeaways, make Josh Allen and the Bills look how they've been looking all season long, and we've done it. So,
2: I, I think the pass rushers played well, even though it didn't show up in the box score in terms of sacks, just because they had to rush Josh Allen correctly, like they wanted to keep him in the pocket, they wanted to make him throw the ball. And again, yep. he gave us a, he gave a lot of, a lot of balls. I mean, literally he I think he threw two interceptions in the first half. Yeah, and then yeah, no, I mean, it, I think it was perfect how the pass rushers played him. Um, someone I would like to give a shout out to Alex Singleton played well, like extremely well. Um, again, I think everyone on, on the defense should get a game ball. If I'm if I'm uh, being honest, everyone on that defense deserves a game ball.
0: Yeah, 59.3 quarterback rating for uh, Josh Allen today. I mean, that that just speaks to measures how well the Broncos defense did both pass rush um, and the the secondary as well. Um, And talk about giving away game balls, man. I think you got to, I don't know who, we obviously hasn't gone very uh, public with their uh, locker room and everything. And we don't get the post-game locker room speeches anymore. But um, I I guarantee you, uh, Van Joseph definitely deserves a game ball because what he has done these last four weeks I I said in one of my articles, this is the greatest, I I don't care what anybody says, this is the greatest defensive turnaround we've seen in NFL history. Like, you seriously go from allowing 70, allowing like 40 uh, like through the first I don't know how many games, and then you do this, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't even think like the, the hate was not warranted the first few mm-hmm. games of Vance Joseph. Like the play calling was really, really bad. So, I mean, it, the fact that it's turned around this much, I think not only Vance Joseph deserves credit, but Christian Parker, Marcus Dixon, Sean Payton, big one Sean Payne I feel like what he you can kind of see his blueprint on this defense I mean it's not just a Vance Joseph thing it's also you know trading away a Randy Gregory uh releasing a Frank Clark and you know believing in your young players even when all is going wrong and the season seems lost those guys have stepped up in a big way and kind of like multiplied the production that the previous starters were doing so that it just speaks to absolute measures how well this team looks disciplined wise. I mean, there are so many penalties today, which we'll get into later. Hardly any of them were on the defense. So, I mean, that, that just shows like how well coach this team has gone from a Miami game to a, a chiefs and bills game and back-to-back or not back-to-back weeks, but in the span of three weeks with that bye week included. But um, I digress. I mean, the defense just absolutely incredible today. I, I like to make the argument that they, they, they're, they're the reason that the team won today, not the offense. Um, but, all in all, uh, let's start talking about some more positives. I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. I mean, Russell Wilson's first half was incredible. was incredible. I mean, that throw to Sutton was – I said on my Instagram, that was the best throw, probably the greatest throw and catch I've seen in NFL history. I mean, the, the other play I think of, obviously, is the Tyler Lockett play where he's spinning back and back in the pocket. Yeah. Um but other than that, in the second half, I was kind of not too moved. I mean, there were some really good drives, though. I, I'm not going to lie. Four takeaways by the defense again today really put us in good positions. But it's overall, I can't put it on. There's a lot of people on Twitter um, that I won't call out specifically, obviously. But they were saying that he was playing like garbage in the second half. I, I don't think it was necessarily only on him. I think the offensive line was kind of not the great, greatest today. Honestly, probably one of their... You know, on the worst side of the, the season uh, games today, obviously pressure allowed four sacks allowed. Um, I thought he Russell Wilson didn't come out too well, uh, you know, the second half of the middle eight. Um, but overall, I thought in totality, I mean, if you look at the box score, obviously, 24, 29 is really, really good um, through 190 yard 193 yards, two touchdowns, 117 quarterback rate. Um, so, overall, good game from Russell Wilson. Big uh, bounce back in prime primetime. Uh, but I think there are still, th- I, in my opinion, this might be being a little bit too harsh, but like four takeaways by the defense. And I think there were still throws out there to be made and still some plays. Like there's a, lu- a play to Lucas Kroll where he's streaking down oh. the sideline for a touchdown. There's a few plays where I saw Jerry Drew just sitting butt naked, wide open for uh, first down in the sticks. I mean, just. Not really, you know, taking those easy throws there and taking what the defense gives him. Banged up, a really, really banged up Bengals defense. Um, So overall, I will give Russell Wilson his credit. Um, This is one of his best games as a Bronco today, probably.
1: Uh, I didn't really think he played that bad in the second half. I think outside of the throw he made to Sutton, which, co- which led to the fumble, I thought that was just a really bad underthrown ball. But I'll say in the second half, I think he played, I think he did his job. I mean, you go out there on the first possession, you had three penalties back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, which really just killed any momentum you had from the halftime going into the second half. And then that's just that's just how the Broncos have played. I mean, you go in the second half, that's just how they've been all season long. But I will say Russ did bounce back. I mean, I think he did. I mean, because you didn't have to, they had the sudden fumble and everything. But I think he bounced back. I think he made throws. I think he was able to step in the pocket, get some runs. He stayed with, he stayed, like, true to plays. Like, he didn't give up. Like, you know, in the past, we've seen him dude just take sacks. Just throw the ball away, kneel like you know. Just give up. I mean, he made throws. I think it was like three throws he made to Piran, where he just lateraled the ball mid sack. Like those are plays that a lot of guys in the league won't make. And that eventually led us to winning this game. I mean, Russ, he did what he could. And I, on the one play that, um, what's his name, uh, Lucas crawl on the sideline. He, yeah, he didn't even look his way, but he was doing a lot of moving around in the pocket. The play started breaking down a little bit, so I don't want to put that entirely on him, but. I mean, I, I feel like Russ played a really good game. I feel like – I mean, Buffalo's defense is still respectable. Yeah, they're banged up, but they still yeah. are a well-posed team. Yeah, Sean McDermott. I mean, they're still going to be physical. I mean, guys are still flying all over the field for their defense. And, I mean, it, it seemed like anytime we needed a play to be made, Russ made the play. He got balls to Judy, got uh, catches to Sun, made plays with his legs, made lateral, lateral throws. I mean, no – those plays they want us the game so but I, I do want to say one player I forgot to mention shout out to Marvin Mims I know he's not getting the ball on offense but he leads the league in pump return yard like pump return yards average like a punt, I mean that like and on kickoff kick too I mean he's setting us up in great field position I mean if you take away the all the false starts and the holding calls the Broncos should have got at least three points on every single offense possession besides the one I think in the first quarter they should have scored every single possession if it wasn't for the penalties. But shout out to Marvin Mims. I mean, I mean, a guy, a rookie like him, he, you you would think he's down. Like, he's not getting the ball after performing well on, like performing really well early on in the season, just not even really getting targets. And just to show, I mean, he's completely changed special teams. From going dead last in the NFL to the best in, like, return average yards, that is ridiculous. So shout out to Marvin Mims.
2: Yeah, shout out to Marvin Mims again. I've been preaching that. He should be involved in the offense. And it looked like he had a little bit more snaps this game, but still just didn't get the ball when he was supposed to get it. But in terms of Russ, I thought he played well. Uh, I think his like his depth of target was like 3.8 or 4 yards. I mean, he really didn't throw the ball down the field as much. But the Bills defense, again, I think we talked about it in the preview as well. They're not going to give up big plays. So he had to, you know, dig and dunk every once in a while. So I thought he did what he was supposed to do. And, uh, again, I think that that throw that he had to Courtland and that catch by Sutton was ridiculous. I mean, i never seen that. That was incredible. But I thought thought Russ played well. I thought thought he played well. And I think the run game was a bit uh, shaky, but it got – you know, they made some plays when they had to. But, again, I think the bigger part on offense was the false starts and the pre-snap penalties because it looked like whenever we had a little bit of momentum on these drives – it would just be a false start. Yep. Like the offense, they were moving the ball whenever they ran the ball, but it would just be a false start. So now we're back at second and thirteen yep. or second and fourteen, and then you know it, it it kills the drives. So I think that's the bigger story. But in terms of Russ, like I always said, I think I thought he played well.
0: Yeah, those, those penalties are really killing the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos defense had four turnovers today, and I think all they scored off of those four turnovers were like three or six points. The Bills, with one turnover defensively, scored the same amount of points. Um, no, that's, it was more points. You can't.
1: It was more points, more, yeah. More than six points? Yeah, because they, they said the Bills, we have at, at the point in time where we had four takeaways, we only scored six points off of it. Buffalo had one and scored seven. Like, that just yeah. really, like, that yeah, can't happen. Term. And penalties were just, like Jordan said, huge. And it wasn't just to make the second and longs. Every, like, on third downs, the reason why we were eight for 19, the average yards a game was, like, nine yards. It's third and long every single trip. Yep. I mean, against a team like Buffalo, like, they're well coached. They're a physical defense. It's still going to be hard to convert third and nines constantly. And time, but there were times where Russ late in the game, In the offense, they somehow were able to convert it. I don't even know how they were able to, but they were able to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean... Third down offense definitely wasn't the most beneficial situation for Russell Wilson. And, and you talk about the run game, too. I mean, the, the first half, I definitely was getting a little bit nervous because the run blocking didn't look the most perfect, uh, if I'm being honest. But the second half, I mean, Quinn Miners was really open uh, opening up some holes. I mean, it, it was just like a, a thing of beauty. Jordan's a uh, player of the game. Once again, hits it on the head. I mean, I think honestly, if I'm being honest, I would say Quinn Miners is probably the best player out there. Pass protection. He was one of the only players that didn't have a penalty. Was one of the only players that didn't allow a sack. Uh, run blocking was the obviously the best player. He's been our best run blocker for three years now. Nobody can disagree with that. I mean, he he's just a dog, bro. He if he I mean shoot if you put if you translate his skill set at being an offensive lineman to like other positions, you would sit here and be like, oh, with ease, yeah, he's the best player in the game today. But because of his offensive lineman, he's probably not going to get the recognition he deserves. But. um, yeah, another another uh you know good job Jordan. Another week in a row where another offensive lineman is just like the star of the game. I mean, he was a big reason that, in that that uh, one of the last few drives, actually the Broncos' game-winning drive, or not the second to last game-winning drive on the touchdown. I mean, he there was so every first down was like because of Quinn Miners. So I mean, he he's a special talent, man. I mean, he he's gonna it's sooner or later that we're gonna have to give him a pretty good uh, extension if we're being honest.
2: I mean, he deserves it. I mean, coin miners that really has deserved it, and I know I you know picking offensive alignment for a player of the game is gonna be a bit corny and stuff, but again, I can't trust the playmakers right now to pick them as a play as player of the games just because it's the offense finds the worst ways to even utilize these players within the offense. So I have to go with an offensive lineman and look at it. I think three games in a row I picked an offensive lineman and it's worked out. So. Coin miners again, he does it for me. What a gem.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say, I don't even know how he did it, but I give it to you. Yeah, Quinn Miners is. I mean, you watched it was one block he had on the touchdown drive, like towards like I think we were in the red zone, and he had a huge lead block that just got Javante almost into the end zone. I mean, like Amir said, he's been our best run blocker for the last three years. Ever since he's been on the team, he's probably been the best. Most he's been the best run blocker. I mean, I'm not really too much surprised at it by this point. I'm just glad that our run blocking has been way better this season. I mean, he's probably been our best offensive lineman. Like, I mean, to be fair, I think he probably has been for a while now.
0: Um Yeah. We talked about Zach Allen. Uh, we talked about PS two great game. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up like the majority of the good, um, from today's game. Some of the bad I want to start talking about. Um, we already talked about the penalties touched on that offensive line really has to clean that up. I guarantee that's going to be, uh, the main point of emphasis this upcoming week is the Broncos take on, uh, Kevin O'Connell's Minnesota Vikings. Well, really, really, uh, really well coached team. um, Offensive line just had a bad night tonight. What, what, how do you guys take this, this this game? Because there's only four sacks allowed, um, and you can kind of debate on like who allowed that and whatnot, and how much that falls on the quarterback of their own line. And overall, I don't I didn't think they have the greatest game, and that's kind of why uh, for anybody you know taking a little bit harsh on Russ in the second half, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but do you guys just see this as like, man, it's a really good Buffalo D line? I can understand it, or are there do you have a little bit of concern, just a little bit with uh, the pass protection up front?
1: No, I'm not really too concerned. I think, I mean, a lot of the sacks they came because it's second when it's second and 14 and third and 20. I mean, it's it's easier to get to the quarterback because they're going to be in the pocket for a longer amount of time because the play yeah. has it's going to take way, long, way longer to develop. I mean, That's but right, I, I, I'm not really too concerned about the offensive line. I don't think the Bills' line is anything in, like too crazy. I just, I mean, he, I mean, when we're playing in Buffalo, and like I said, I mean, when you're backed up that deep it's easier for it's easier for teams to get pressure on you because you're gonna be the play has to develop. I mean, that's why you see Sean Payton kind of running the ball, like on those very like long like one because the D was gonna be backed off a bit, but also so you like Russ is prone to staying and staying in the pocket and getting stripped. So I mean, he's like, I'm just gonna run the run the ball here. But yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, against Minnesota, I think that's going to be a way different challenge than it was today. I think they're way better, like, skilled. Daniil Hunter, I think, doesn't he still lead the league in sacks? Like, I think he's still – he's having an insane season. But I will say that's going to be a tougher task than it was this week. But being back in Denver, I think it'll be toned down a bit. I don't think you're going to see Rush get sacked four times.
2: I remember specifically two of the four sacks that were allowed – in my opinion, I think two of them were on Russ. I, I vividly remember one of them was at midfield and he just held on the ball after scrambling and he kind of just laid there at the 50-yard line and got, and got sacked when the ball should have been thrown out. And then on the last drive, uh, the Bills sent an all-out blitz. Um, the, it was actually the play before he threw it up to Judy for that pass interference. He got all-out blitz and then he took the sack instead of just throwing it out immediately. Um but, yeah, then that actually got got us out of field goal range. But uh, I just remember those two specifically. But, yeah, th- there's some times where the blame can go to either the quarterback or the offensive line. I'm not too worried about this offensive line, if I'm being quite honest. No. I, I have yeah, to have the uh, utmost uh, trust in them.
0: Yeah, I still see it as a strength on the team, in my opinion. And I'm really excited to watch this uh, all 22 that comes out because uh, there was a lot of plays where, like, the broadcasting crew just did not show like any, any shit in the second half of the field. I'm, if I'm being honest, like, I don't know if Russ is just like these guys are getting clobbered or if there are guys open and he's just like holding yeah. on to the ball a little bit too long. But one thing I will, I was going to mention this early on when JMAC was giving his point, is one thing I love that Russ did this week. And it's a reason that he had a better game is because he stepped up in the the damn pocket that's all we needed from you that's why me and jordan were over here like yeah if at, at this point just throw in jared sit because he could wouldn't no. step up in the pocket mm-hmm. but thank you against a tough B- bills d line that's not easy to do it's very easy to just cut, run back 20 yards but today yeah I actually stepped up in the pocket that was a big reason that p ryan had some uh good catches and some clutch yeah. catches as well um, that I think that's a big reason why he was able to have a better game today is because he actually stepped up in the pocket when pressure was coming at his face and um, I think that's another reason why the offensive line doesn't you know deserve as much hate as I'm seeing some Broncos fans give them is because it's hard to play offensive lineman for a, for offensive line for a guy like Russell Wilson. I mean when he's spinning back in the pocket like that and is you know constantly in boot action or whatever it is on the move, I mean, that's hard to, you know, not have eyes in the back of your head and, you know, block at the right angles for him. So uh, in that aspect, I, d- I think they do deserve a little bit more leniency. But, um, yeah, those are some uh, things that I definitely I um, mean, I'm more I'll g- be able to give more input once I see the all 22, especially because I want to see um, how much separation uh, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton were getting in this game. Um, but uh, some other bad things I want to talk about Uh PJ Locke going down, DeLaurent Tourneill. We got it tomorrow morning. We got to start doing our work on signing a, a new damn safety. Like, I am really, I'm getting really scared of like that being a huge, massive hole in the defense. That was honestly a big reason why we were getting like completely clobbered against the Bears and the Dolphins. De- yeah. DeLaurent Tourneill, I'm sorry, but he's, in, he's incompetent at playing the safety position. Like, at this point, I see him as a better linebacker than a, a cover safety. Like, I'm just being honest. He's better in the box than he is like. In the, in, the, in the second level, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, so uh, we, we need to find some uh, – f- sign some safety because any safety, honestly, is an upgrade over la Turniel. That's kind of where I'm at, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, you saw in the one play that Josh Allen threw, like when I said – like when they started attacking his side, it was the play to Gabe Davis. And he made – he stepped up. He made the throw to Gabe Davis. And you see, like, Gabe Davis sat there for at least three seconds in the zone wide open. And the lawn attorney else is looking at him. Instead of trying to make a play on him and, like, step up on him, he just sat there and waited for Josh Allen to throw the ball, then attack Gabe Davis. And I'm like, that's P.J. Lock. P.J.'s there before the ball gets there. And it's it's a tough catch Gabe Davis has to make. But, I mean, that's just been the case with the DTY. I mean, we already know how that goes. But, yeah, I do agree. I mean, rolling out there with three safeties is risky. And today – We were lucky that Buffalo made the mistakes they did, and they they didn't really capitalize off of it because when P.J. went down, I was like, yeah, they might start heating up, and they did. But, yeah, I do agree that we need to sign a safety, especially if they're not comfortable with J.L. Skinner going out there. Yeah, you definitely got to bring in somebody.
2: Yeah, I I want – hopefully someone in the media can ask Peyton, like his thoughts about Skinner (laughs) because, like, I was really high on him, especially when we drafted him. I wonder where his development is at right now. Like, are they comfortable? I mean, again, he was a healthy scratch again today, but will they be comfortable throwing him in there against the Vikings on Sunday night football? If it comes to that point, or are they going to have to go out and sign someone and them either have to learn a a whole new system within the defense or something like that? It's going to be interesting, but I would like to know where his development is at. I mean, that'd be a great question to ask but i don't know if any of the media members would even think about it but i do agree with you amir the the safety position right now i think that could be a major hole especially if pj law cannot play uh on sunday night football
0: yeah he was clearly frustrated coming out of halftime that he wasn't able to play he's playing such a good level but i think that's low-key like big uh a big need in this upcoming draft if i'm being honest like Me personally, I'm not super high on JL Skinner. I I didn't think he had the best preseason, if I'm being honest. Uh, Training camp was all right, I guess. I mean, he's still dealing with the the torn pec, trying to get back to 100%. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Obviously, we don't know how he's looked in practice, uh, you know, when they're running their two-minute drills and whatever, the scrimmaging. But... um, Yeah, it's an interesting situation to play out. I'm not too mad, honestly. Uh, I said on my Twitter, I'm not mad at all, to be honest, that um, he isn't playing, like, significant time. I'm just mad how that that position's been addressed. I mean, K-Jack literally gets suspended, you know, and the Lawrence turn yell did not have a great start to the season and you just don't do anything at the safety position <laughs> uh, i i just i don't i don't get it if i'm being completely honest like justin simmons can only hold down one side of the field i mean sometimes he really does hold down the whole entire field by himself but um i i feel like you really should have made a signing at that position earlier i do think k does come back right for the Vikings. Yeah. Back- he will be yeah, yeah. He'll
1: come back so I mean, so that's that's something good. Means Pj, P.J. P.J., he'll probably play then, especially if he's going to be, like, in the rotation so he won't have to be a full-time starter like he was going to be this game, like going to play pretty much every single snap. So I think that's something good to look forward to at least. At, at, at least we're getting Kareem back. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Some more uh, little little, uh, negatives from today's game. We already talked about third down offense, kind of skewed there, but um, points off takeaways. Um, One of the last – actually, the last thing I want to talk about um, is Will Lutz. I mean – it's kind of getting on my nerves, man. The, this Broncos really should have not have been that close there at the end. If I'm being honest, the missed point that hit off the the side of the crossbar bar, then obviously the other one that uh, the the uh, miss Fraboni and Riley Dixon didn't have that together on the the snap. That's not a Will Lutz, obviously didn't even get the chance to kick it. Um, but just that miss uh, PAT, and at the very end, this is not being talked about enough. Him missing that 40, 41 yarder, and just. I mean, we literally could have lost that. We literally could have lost because of him on a forty-one-yard chip shot. They literally put it on the hash that he prefers, and like it's so it's so frustrating. But thank God we got the absolute bailout of hell with twelve man on the on the other side of the field. I saw someone on Twitter say that Russell Wilson's still getting help from the twelfth man. It's pretty funny, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm i sorry. I just got to talk about that. We really could have been we really could be sitting here right now just pissed off at even more pissed off at Will Luz being three and six. And yeah, just to me, I'm, that kind of got me a little bit frustrated. But hey, man, he got the game winner. So a win is a win. Um, So uh, yeah, I'll definitely eat my uh, my uh, bills prediction from last week.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Will Lutz. I mean, he's had a really good season. I think outside of the yeah. Raiders game when he was missing stuff. I think today. I mean, it was really. I, I would say this. like missing the first one. Barely missed it. But it's Buffalo. <laughs> super windy. Super cold. I mean, these are the worst conditions for any <laughs> kicker. Like, I'll be honest. Like, if he would have missed, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't have been pissed. I would have been pissed. But like, if this is the worst kicking conditions for any kicker? Because I mean, I mean, like, look at the one he missed. Like, like if say we lost the game. It was so close, and I'm not going to sit here and say that. It's because if you watch the line drive, it was on drive, and the wind just – I mean, it, it's a really – this is the hardest place probably to kick in the league. I mean, it is, man, but I will say Will Lutz, I'm not really too mad at it. I mean, Riley Dixon did muck the I, – I, I'll be more mad at Riley Dixon because he – come on, man. you just All you have to do is catch the ball and place it. That, that's all you got to do. But I'm, I'm not tripping on Will Lutz. I mean, otherwise this season, he's been – pretty perfect outside of the Raiders game where he missed the one kick. But, hey, man, it's football. You're going to have a game where your kicker isn't on. Every team has that, besides Kansas City for some fucking reason. But, I mean, every <laughs> – in Baltimore. But 90, 95% of the league has games where their kicker isn't, like, perfect. They're going to have one game like that. So
2: I'm just we glad won. we're on the right side. We're yeah, on yeah, the mean, right side of this. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, he he had his. He He's probably that's probably his worst game of the season, and we ended up winning. So, I'm good with that.
2: Hey, listen, like th- it would be such a Broncos thing, especially all these years that we just lose that game just because we lost the kick at the end. But now we're finally at the point that we can get away just one time. Yeah, like a thing like that. And I would I would say this. I know people would like to say, "Oh yeah," but the Bills had 12 men. On defense, and they got the penalty and all that, and the Broncos got bailed out. Listen, I'm gonna give a huge shout out to Sean Payton, Mike Westhoff, and this coaching staff. the The way they executed man at, at the end of that first half, and then did the same thing at the end of the game. Yes, it caused man. that 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 movement, and all that causes chaos and a bit of havoc, especially for the Bills. So that kind of played a big part in it. So. Like I give huge. I mean, by the way, if this would have happened last year with Nathaniel Hackett and they had to do this type of operation, I don't know what of what happened. Man I, man, I saw someone tweeted that he would have sent out the punt unit, which was kind of hilarious that someone tweeted that. <laughs> but that, I mean, the operation between the end of the first half and then at the end of the game. I know it was the kick, but the twelve men on the field wasn't just like a coincidence.
1: No, it wasn't.
2: And I wouldn't say they were trying to do that on purpose either, but still, like, the operation went really smoothly, and that's why I am not worried about Will Lutz, because this coaching staff pays attention to the details, and they're going to get everything that's res- that we have a problem with will get resolved. And that's yeah. why I'm not worried at all.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that. I can't wait I forgot about that. I'm sitting here watching the game um, with my friends, and, like, I'm like, they're going to do the same thing they did at the end of the half. I'm like, it's third down. Buffalo has a timeout. I'm like, why would they just take a snap and throw it out of bounds? Like, they're going to need his ball and they're going to send the kicking unit on the field. Because, I mean, it it worked at the, because I'm like, man, if if this was Hackett, they wouldn't have got the kicking unit out there in time last offseason. That was, I mean, last year, they would have, like, the time would have expired and we would have been like the Giants. What game was that the game when they played Buffalo? When they didn't even, they messed up on, yeah, we would have been, like, getting clowned like the Giants was. But no, like you said, shout out to special teams unit Sean Payton. I mean, that is just, it's, like, for for you to have your, your guys be able to come on the field in that type of, like, environment, on the road, game on the line, come on the field, get ready in the snapping in time, like, that is – I mean, you can't make that up. I mean, that's that's just excellent coaching. And uh, the reason why I'm so hyped on this is last year we didn't see any of this. This was something oh. that if the Broncos tried, it would have failed miserably. Mis- I don't even think, like, the coaching staff would have had that as an option. Like, they would have been like, we couldn't have done that. Like, we're not, we weren't, we're not getting up to do that. But shout out to all all the coaches, man. They, they phenomenal game. Phenomenal. And Amir,
2: before you go, I I will say this. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of negative people out there that, oh, I know we won, but it was an ugly win and all that. (laughs) Listen, listen, it's hard to win this damn league. Yeah. That's the first thing coaches would tell you. I know we got bailed out at the end if you won't even say that. But still, a lot of things have to go your way in a game. Listen, at least I'm happy that. The problems that we have on the team right now, they're self-inflicted wounds. Because if it was other problems, then we'd actually have, we'd have have, have a, a bigger discussion. I should say, but now that it's just self-inflicted wounds, that's very very solvable, <laughs> and uh, I'm not worried too much about the future with this team in Champagne.
0: Yeah, that was a great point you brought up about you know running running the the kicking team on the on the field and kind of throwing off the the opposing special teams on that play. Um, great point uh, that I, I completely missed. I mean, that's that's a hell of a, that's very unique. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, have you guys ever seen something like that? I, I've never the seen anybody have a. Ball I, I saw some rushing on the unit, <laughs> rushing a whole unit on the field like that. I'm like, God damn, they're hauling ass! The, like, yeah. the Hack is probably watching this and be like, Well,
2: I've never seen this before. Like, Quinn Bailey had to check with the ref behind like, them, and make like, like,
0: like you
1: know how crazy that is. To the game is on the line. Like you, the clock is ticking. Game is on the line. You're like, go out there, go, go, go. Like that is. Like, into, like, that is – that's. Meanwhile, is trying
2: to get their guys in and yeah, out. Yeah, but don't Buffalo's know what trying to get do. their guys
1: like, okay. It's like, I'm like – because when I saw him bring Russ out there and I see Russ taking the – I said, oh, my God, Sean is really going to do this. I'm like, he's trying to have – like, and it's really genius because most teams probably wouldn't even think of doing that. Sean is like, I don't want them to have no time. I don't want any miraculous Josh Allen to Gabe Davis or Diggs yeah, or one yeah. of those guys crazy play because – oh, and one thing I will say we didn't bring up, the James Cook fumble and recovery was the luckiest. You want to talk about a big break and a bailout? When 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 will you ever see again a ball that gets stripped, fumble forward, have that type of bounce, fumble forward? Bro's out
0: here playing basketball.
1: Like what? Like the, and he, he didn't even slow down. Like the odds of that is you want to talk about the, the odds of this game was just improb- improbable. The rust, the sudden catch, like that. Like I'm like this is man. This game was it was crazy, but. It's like people can say I can say it's bailouts on both sides because realistically, James, that that run, yeah, the run defense didn't play well, but Justin Simmons stripped him. That play really shouldn't have that play should have been dead. That lucky ass bounce. You would never see another. You would never see another bounce like that again. Like ever. I don't think you will ever see another bounce like that again.
0: Yeah, just, there's so many Broncos there's so many Broncos plays that happen in this game like yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, but at the end like you said I mean a win is a win. I'm I'm just it's against a Bills team. Like that's the biggest thing, man. At least it's not like against uh I don't know whoever Let, let's say this is like the um I don't know any other like an NFC team. It's against an AFC team. Like I said, man, if we could go on the road on Monday night football and take down the Buffalo Bills in front of the entire world and put together a masterclass like that it wasn't the prettiest but we still got a win against a really really well coached team a disciplined okay. defense um man we, I mean, we, we really just did the same thing we did to Mahomes and then did against Josh Allen the next week I mean yep. hats off to uh, Sean Payton, Vance, Joseph I mean that's exactly and you guys talking about those little details with the special teams and everything that's why you traded damn first and second for Sean Payton yep. and then the, the pick swap that is why you do shit like that I mean uh, how, else do you, how else do you put it for anybody who's out there mad that we didn't hire D'Amico Ryans or mad we didn't hire that person whatever I mean Sean Payton has really paid off for the Broncos like you can make the argument that we would be, we would be like one in i don't know what one in nine or We're something right, right now without him yeah. yeah like We're it's it's a, such a big difference man and like i said man you can even give him credit for the defensive turnaround as well yeah, i know he's an offensive awesome. guy but what he has forced van joseph to do in terms of you know schematic differences and trading and cutting guys and making some very bold moves you know at the starting rotation and everything it's paid off for the broncos so I, I just still, I still, even though it's week 10, I still look at my screen and see Sean Payton, like in a Broncos gear. And I still have to like pinch myself. Cause it's like, it, it's kind of crazy to think about, but the biggest thing, the biggest shocking thing is the Broncos being four and five. Um, so I hope Broncos country can go to bed. Um, super, super, um, you know, just, you know, hanging their hats on a, a very, very, uh, you know, impressive, um, you know, uh, very, very entertaining win uh, to say the least. I mean, it's just good to say yeah. that we're four and five and we're uh, in the wild card picture, crazy enough. Sure.
1: The last thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave it off is this. I want, I, I didn't give Vance Joseph credit this episode. I know I was his biggest critic. Look, man, benching Damari Mathis was an A-plus move. He came in for one play today and gave up a third and 12. And oh. Vance Joseph didn't put him in for the rest. I mean, he the first play he came in, he gave up a third down. A third and 12. I'm like, come on, man. And Vance Joseph... I give you all the respect in the world. You make changes. Like like Amir said, you made scheme changes. Uh, you 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 put players in the game that are way better than what we had in the start of the season. I'm just so glad, man. Um, I, I'll give Van Joseph all the credit. I mean, he's made the changes. And it started with putting 27 on the sideline.
2: I mean, credit just to the whole <laughs> coaching staff. The whole coaching staff. They they deserve all the credit for the turnaround. Uh, I think that's what, three in a row? So, I mean, game balls for everyone, for especially for that coaching staff for the hell of a job they did. Again, after the buy, we looked good. That's an encouraging sign as well for the future. So, look, things are looking uh, bright.
0: Three wins in a row, man, <laughs> and I, I'm already looking forward to that, uh, that Minnesota game. Ooh. Um, that that low key could be a trap game for them because I don't see them going on much more of a winning streak, to be honest. So um we'll go ahead and give out our episodes we're gonna have a long week of episodes and everything they'll have a preview at the end of the week as usual on friday but um hope you guys enjoyed today's episode uh your Denver broncos won three in a row so uh please uh, please just award us with a subscription on youtube if you guys are listening over there help us get to 2,000 subscribers celebrate the win by hitting that sub button right now hitting the like button uh leave a comment down below let us know what you guys thought about the game uh and all that turn notifications on as well. If you guys listen to our Spotify podcast, turn on notifications as well. Um, Hit the follow button, leave a five-star rating. Um, But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Mackey, a.k.a. J. Mac, and Jordan Lopez. To the next episode, peace out, everybody.
1: Peace.